You are Locked On Royals, your daily Kansas City Royals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Royals podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. That's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Royals. Be sure to go over there. Follow at Locked On Royals on Twitter to get all the Royals updates on today's show, brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKEDON. Get 20% off your next order. We're going to dive into the projected Royals 26-man rotation. I'm going to give you who I think will make the team, who I think is on the roster bubble as we enter spring training. We'll do more of these projections throughout the spring and see where it eventually lands at the end of of spring training. We're also going to dive into the news and notes around spring training. The first couple of days have happened. The full squad reported today. It is a lot going on right now in Major League Baseball and a lot going on for the Kansas City Royals. But I do want to start with Locked On Royals. So this will be our final week of three shows a week. So next week, we're going to go back to five shows a week. But next week, not only We'll be getting five shows a week, but there's something extra special coming up that you're going to want to stay tuned for on next week's editions of Locked On Royals. We're going to be five days a week uh, from next week all the way through the winter meetings next year. So it's going to be a a fun time here. Our second season of Locked On Royals. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast from, including the radio.com app. But again, this week is still three shows a week. Next week is all five, uh, Monday through Friday. We'll be here on Locked On Royals, getting you set for this season and following along with the entire season for Kansas City. But let's start with the news and notes from spring training. So in this topsy-turvy spring training, we've had a ton of jersey number changes. I mean, a ton of them. So we're going to rattle off all those. That way you understand who's playing where and what their jersey numbers are. Carlos Santana gets 41 from Danny Duffy. This is the number Santana's worn his entire career, I believe. So he gets it in Kansas City as well. Danny Duffy... With the blessing of your Donovan Choro's mom and with the current and former teammates blessing, Danny Duffy will wear number 30, which of course was your Dono's number whenever he was with Kansas City before he tragically passed away. Um, it, it's a cool thing. I think that, you know, Duffy said, hey, if if we're going to recirculate this number, if, if number 30 will not be retired, then the first person to wear number 30 should be one of the people who were who were friends with him and, and were close with him, and so Duffy takes great you know pride and and, and you know, privilege in, in wearing number thirty this year. It was a cool story, and it will be a cool story to follow all year long. But he will number, wear number thirty for Ventura, so that's how Santana gets forty one. That's where Danny Duffy goes on the transaction report. Uh, you know, in December it said that Danny Duffy was going to was going to go to twenty one, and so now. In one off season, he goes from 41, 21 to now 30. But the the carousel is over, and he will be wearing number 30 for the rest of the season. Uh, Jacob Junis is another guy that changed numbers. He's number 24 now. Uh, Kelvin Gutierrez is number 19 now. Uh, Michael A. Taylor is number two now. And then Andrew Benatendi gets number 16. Personally, that's Billy Butler's number. But, hey, if Benatendi can, can play some ball here in Kansas City, we'll gladly have him wear number 16. Uh, so, of course, we've got our first – 
looks of the team and, and spring training to what extent we could with the bullpens and things like that. But we also got our first media availability with Mike Matheny and Dayton Moore and, and with some pitchers. And the optimism around this team is is really coming through. And it's more than what a typical training camp is. Like a, a typical spring training in whatever sport, whenever you first report, every team feels like they have a shot. But with Kansas City, it feels different. They're, they're saying all the right things, and the moves that they've made this offseason correlate with those things. And Whit Merrifield is one guy that went on 610 Sports Radio with uh, Josh Vernier and said that you know he wants everyone to hold them to an expectation of winning and hold them to that standard of winning this year and that they're past the developmental phase. Now, that is a strong and bold quote, and we'll see if they can do it. But I'm believing the coach speak. I'm thinking that this is the year that they should try to start to compete. I still think that a that a successful season would be third place in this division. But anything more than that would be awesome. Now, Mike Matheny has talked about how much buzz there is around camp and how much these guys are confident. And that goes a long way. I mean, confidence in baseball is the, one of the biggest things you can have because all these guys are talented. You know, it's just a it's just a mental game. It takes so much out of you mentally to play this game that if you're not confident, then you're not going to be successful. And it sounds like all these guys are confident. But Matheny has been saying it's a great day to be a royal and things like that. That's fun. But in terms of on the field aspect of it, beyond just the the coach speak of, you know, great day to be a royal and hold us to the standard of winning. On the field, Matheny has said that he's talked with Dayton Moore about a sixth man, you know, a six man rotation. And, you know, of course, this team will not need five men in the rotation, much less six, until well after opening day around March, you know, around April 12th or 11th is when we're going to need the fifth man in the rotation. And then from there, you move on to a sixth man if you want to go that route. And that aligns with what he said earlier in spring that he's been working out with Duffy and, and Judas as starters. And, and if you if you work out Judas as a starter, and it's not just some little throwing program to start spring spring training and you really want to be a starter, if you want Judas as a starter, that means you have to do a six-man rotation. Or it means you have to push one of Minor or Duffy to the bullpen. I think at the, at the end of the day that Junis will be a, a long reliever and he will not be a starter. But a six-man rotation would be kind of interesting. I think that this season will test pitching depth. And luckily, Kansas City has that. I mean, just even beyond the roster that will be on the field on opening day, they have a lot of pitching depth in their system. And I think that you know, you're going to see a lot of pitching injuries this year, sadly. I think that you're going to see a lot of attrition from you know the pitchers to where whoever can withstand that and whoever can can overcome that will be the best team in baseball and will be one of the best teams in each division. And I think that Kansas City has put themselves in a good spot starting pitching wise to be able to handle that. Now in the bullpen, there's still some question marks. There's still some you know unknowns. But on the mound, you could go six deep. I mean, if if Junis is your fifth starter and in this case your sixth starter. You know, that's an all right starter. I mean, that's, that's a guy that can get you through five any given night. And you get through five, you get through six, and turn over to your bullpen and hope for the best. I mean, Duffy can get you through five. Now, he can't go much more than that, but he can get you, he can get you through five. Minor, you know, he'll be solid enough. And then, of course, you're hoping for the high upside from Keller and, and Singer and Bubich to get you longer than five, get you, get you six, seven, eight, nine, even, uh, you know, in certain games. But having the discussion of a six man rotation is not all that strange in this specific year. So keep an eye on that moving forward throughout this season. Uh, some quick news and notes for the signings. The A's signed Trevor Rosenthal like right after our podcast went up on Thursday talking about you know possibly bringing him back. He's with the A's now. Ian Kennedy 
is now with the Rangers on a minor league contract, so he will not return either to Kansas City. But Kansas City did make a move. They signed a minor league deal with Brad Brock, who is a one-time All-Star and has a career 3.39 ERA out of the pen. Looks at this bullpen has question marks, and if you want to take a chance on on Brad Brock, I'm not going to blame you. I think that he's a good camp battle, and if he can push for a bullpen spot, that's even better. And we'll see where it goes from there. I like that move. It's you know a low risk, high reward type deal. I like it from the Royals. And so coming up, I want to dive into this roster, the the lineup, the bench, the rotation, the bullpen, the fringe roster guys, the storylines. I want to dive into that coming up. But first, I want to tell you. About our good friends over at betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sport action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers award shows, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything that you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered with all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up. Head on over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportbook experts. Promo code locked on at betonline.ag for that 50% welcome bonus. I just want to tell you about good friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is a fantastic protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to builtbar.com, use promo code locked on, get 20% off your next order. Builtbar.com, promo code locked on, 20% off your next order. They have six brand new flavors caramel, brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. They also have 12 original flavors that we've talked about before. My favorite is the cookies and cream built bar. It is just amazing. The built bars are covered in 100% real chocolate on the outside. They're soft and easy to chew. They're going to have you thinking that you're eating a candy bar. You, you will need to trust me here. They truly do taste like a candy bar, but they are, in fact, a protein bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, get 20% off your next order. The Built Bars are great for the conscious person to lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Built Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, great for the keto diet. Try them today, BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKEDON, 20% off your next order. And when this podcast is over, go check out Locked On today. We're covering everything you have to know about the Royals, but what about the rest of sports? The new Locked On podcast, Locked On Today on the Locked On Podcast Network, has you covered with Everything you need to know about all of sports. It's hosted by the great Peter Bukowski. It's all the sport news you need in, in under 20 minutes every single morning. Subscribe to Locked On Today Podcast wherever you get your podcasts from. Peter does a great job with that show. He also includes some of our local experts uh, on the biggest storyline. So go over there and get your debriefing on everything you have to know about the week ahead and the day behind of sports. Get Locked On Today with Locked On Today on the Locked On Podcast Network. I want to dive in now to the roster projection. My first one of the year before the games get started, before spring training truly gets into gear. And I want to give you my starting lineup first, and then I'll do what I think Mike Matheny would do. So for me, if I was Mike Matheny, my lineup would be Merrifield leading off, playing second, Andrew Benatendi batting second and playing left field. He's been amazing in that two-hole in his career, and I want to get him as comfortable as possible. And if he likes that two-hole, I know he's not good leadoff, so put him at the two-hole, and he'll be really good. Carlos Santana. Third, first baseman, of course, switch hitter. Salvador Perez, fourth, the catcher. Soler, fifth, DH. Uh, Dozier, sixth, third base. Mondesi, shortstop, seventh. Edward Olivieras, right field, batting right. And then number nine hole, Michael A. Taylor. I do think that they're going to play Taylor, and this is why I don't have Nicky Lopez in the lineup, because for me, you, you just cannot force-feed your way into two black holes in your lineup. Now, at the end of the day, I think that Matheny will do that. And so I think that Matheny's lineup will be Witt in right field and Lopez at second base, and then Lopez enters the Edward Oliveira spot in the lineup at number eight. 
I think that that's what he's going to do. I hope it's not what he does, but I think that's what he's going to do. I think that that really limits your lineup if you're going to have two guys in, in Lopez and Taylor that can't hit, along with the question marks around Mondesi and the question marks around other players in this lineup. I think that you really need to limit the, the the amount of guys that you know for sure can't hit and leave it up to debate with the other ones. But nonetheless, that's what he's going to do. And so what does the bench look like at that point? If I had to guess right now, I think that the Royals and most teams, especially in the AL, will carry a three-man bench because they have the DH. On the bench, I'm going to have Edward Livieris, who, of course, I can't have starting because I think that my team will have Nicky Lopez there instead. I'm going to have Edward Livieris. I'm going to have Cam Gallagher as the backup catcher. And then Hansel Arboto, the second baseman, will platoon a little bit with Nicky Lopez. I think that he makes a squad out of camp on that minor league contract. So that's the three-man bench. So that's the lineup in the bench for me. Now, the rotation, I think, is cut and dry. I would be stunned if the rotation is anything other than this. Now, it can you can debate the order, and you can switch around who you want to pitch when, but just the the five bodies that will be in the rotation, to me, is set in stone. I know that Matheny will keep talking like it's not. I know that, you know, you kind of got to play the game a little bit. You have to kind of, you know, let people think that they have a chance. At the end of the day, I think that it'll be Keller, Singer, Miner, Bubich, Duffy. That's your five in any order that you want it to be in, but that's your five. And then the bullpen beyond that rotation, because I don't think that anyone will have any kind of grief with that. I'm not even sure who would throw in there. I mean, Junis is a sixth man, maybe. Who knows? I don't think that they're going to ultimately decide on the sixth man, on the sixth part of the rotation. I don't think they're going to do that. So I think that that will be your, your group. And then the bullpen, this is where there's been some question marks. And, you know, there's a world in which the bullpen's really good and a world in which it's really bad because there's a lot of guys that are kind of volatile in that bullpen, as most relievers are. For me... Let's start with the locks. You absolutely have to have Greg Holland in there. You absolutely have to have Josh Stolmont in there. You absolutely have to have Scott Barlow in there. Those are your three absolute locks. And then you also need to have Jesse Hahn in there, so you can throw him in as a fourth lock. I'm going to go ahead and give Lovelady in there because you need a left-handed pitcher, so Lovelady will be in there. And then for me, I think Wade Davis is going to get in, unless he just implodes in these spring training games. I think that he'll be in there. So then you have Davis. I'm also going to put Zuber in there because I'm so high on Tyler Zuber. I think that he can be a legitimate back end of the bullpen type of piece. I know that there's some projections out there. I think that Fangraphs has Zuber starting in the minor leagues. I don't see that. So again, we're going to have Holland, Zuber, Davis, Stamont, Barlow, Lovelady, Han, and then that's seven. So from there... We have to figure out two more spots. And in these two spots, you, you can think about Kyle Zimmer. You can think about Jacob Junis. And then the minor league guys, you have Irvin Santana and Brad Bach on minor league deals. And then you also have Jacob Newberry, who can kind of fill in there and see if he can make it in the pen this year in spring training. Ultimately, I'm going to decide on Junis getting one of those spots if he's healthy. Of course, all this is, is if they're healthy. Junis gets one of those spots if he's, if he's healthy because he can be that long reliever that you trust if you need a spot start here and there, if you got some arm fatigue, which I think will be a big deal this year. So Junis gets in, and then you have one more spot for Zuber, Brock, Santana, Newberry. I think that Brock has a legitimate case. Like, he's not some throwaway, just a camp arm for the Royals and Surprise. I think that he has a legitimate case to be in here. Zimmer has an option, so he can still be sent down to the minor leagues. And that's huge when debating who will make the bullpen or not. I think that you send down Zimmer and have Brock in there. And to take you behind the curtain, until the Royals this morning signed Brad Brock, I had Zimmer in there. 
But with the Brad Brock addition on the minor league contract, I think, that, I think that he can legitimately prove that he has some left in the tank and you want that veteran presence in that bullpen. I think that you have Brock in there and not Zimmer, but that will be one of the most fascinating battles in spring training is the is the bullpen because Zimmer was electric last year before he got hurt. I mean, he was really good, and he was finally hitting his stride before he got hurt. And, and I think that there's a case to keep him there. But if you keep him there, and he's one of the guys with options who can be sent down without being released, without being DFA'd, who do you take out? Zuber's another guy with options. So Zuber could be on the shopping block because he has options to go down. It'll be fascinating, and this is really nerdy stuff. But hey, if you're listening to a, a Lockdown Royals podcast before the games even start in spring training, I take it that you're a pretty nerdy Royals fan and you want to hear this kind of stuff. So send me in your 26-man roster, your your bullpen, rotation, lineup, bench players. And again, the fringe roster guys to watch for leading up to the games this week and, and beyond. Irvin Santana is interesting. Brad Brock is interesting. Zuber is interesting. Zimmer is interesting. They have options. And then you have... Nick Heath and Kyle Isbell, who I love in the outfield, they try to supplant uh, Edward Levieris as that kind of extra outfield bench unit, you know, bench guy. And then you have uh, Junis and Rhino Hearn and McBroom. Can they do something? Jacob Newberry and, of course, Hans Roberto, who I think will earn a bench spot when it's all said and done. But still, he's on a minor league deal. He's got to prove it. He's got to earn it. So those are all guys to watch for. We're going to dive into battles tomorrow. On the next episode, we're going to get more in-depth in what camp battles to watch for. And then on the last show of the week, before we head back to five shows a week next week, we're going to do the, the questions that have to be answered this year to make it a successful year. What do the Royals have to check off beyond wins and losses to make this year a successful one? We'll dive into all of that this week on the Locked On Royals podcast. Again, send me in your you know, rotation, bullpen, lineup, who you want to see make this team on Twitter at Locked On Royals. Be sure to follow over there and subscribe to Locked On Royals wherever you get your podcasts from. Be good and be good to one another. We'll see you next time on Locked On Royals.